Hello. If you're anything like me, you were raised by two parents who brought you up on Motown and funk. You knew the words to Papa Was a Rolling Stone before Twinkle Twinkle. Uh, your lullabies consisted of Sam Cooke, Aretha Franklin, and Smokey Robinson. Your dad both embarrassed and legitimized you by blasting War's Lowrider in your mostly white high school parking lot. Essentially, you were built and trained to spend an evening with Silk Sonic. on this journey this evening. He's a pretty motherfucker with some money to blow. It's Brandon. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> she is a sweet, sticky, thick, and pretty. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> and uh, how about that's from a 1977 Monte Carlo? <laughs> <laughs> it's Colton. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. Pretty good. Yeah. Talk about this album. I Very, am. Yeah. yeah. Are. Okay, great. I'm making sure I'm not hitting my mic. I've been told. <laughs> I've been told. Jeff said he had to cut a lot of commentary about telling people to not touch their microphone. <laughs> I say leave it in. Leave you know? it in. Leave it in, Jeff. Let We're the world know. Beans. We're not great at this. <laughs> That's right. It's a we've. I think we fully own it. As Raul Dahl said, we're all human beings. All right. <clears throat> uh, so the album we are talking about tonight is "An Evening with Silk Sonic" by the debut album by the duo Silk Sonic, made up of Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Uh, the album debuted in November of 2021 after a massive fanfare following the release of their debut single "Leave the Door Open" in March of the same year. Now, this all whoa, this all felt like it happened very, very quickly, but it did not. Uh, they actually Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars actually met in like 2007 and have been collaborating ever since. And they started this during the pandemic and had a lot of time to fine tune it. So the actual album was completely done before Leave the Door Open was actually released. That makes Fun sense. Fun fact. Oh. They were ready to go. So, which is also how they got their name. They let Bootsy Collins listen to the album first. And he does oh. say that. Oh, that's funny. That's great. I love that. I love that. There you go. Well, fun facts for the beginning. Uh, <laughs> Can I ask one question? Yes, sir. Um, do you think that this is going to be a one-off or do you think there's going to be more from Silk Sonic? I think there's going to be more from Silk Sonic. I ask because I feel like these big name team ups like this can sometimes be really difficult to navigate for like record labels and all that kind of crap. I know like the, the thing I think of in the rock world is uh, them crooked vultures, which was Dave Grohl, uh, Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age and John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. That came out in like 2012. They have never done anything since then. Granted, John Paul Jones is also like in his seventies now, but you know. So this would constitute a super band. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is more of a collaboration, like a I feel. Super duo, maybe. Sup a soup duo. Collabo. Collabo. Yeah, I mean that was my yeah. that was my curiosity. Cause you know, I I don't know if maybe that was the original intention. I probably right. think that if this had not done as well as it had and it had not hit as hard as it has hit, that it maybe it would have been a one and done collab. Maybe so. 
I, I'd be curious to see what happens. I'm I would be very surprised if they just said, "Okay, cool." And wash their hands of it because yeah. they they have mentioned that they had songs that did not make it on this album that they wanted to put on it, but they wanted to keep it a particular vibe. So they've got more, and if they've got more, we want it. We want. You know it. what I'm saying? Well, the door is open. Want all of it. All right. Okay. Okay. Maybe I should have got my little spongies tonight. You want to borrow mine? Sorry, Jess. <laughs> Nah, I'm good. Thank you so much. All right. So we are actually going to start off. Uh, we're just going to go into track one if we want to. Is that cool with everybody? Yes. Yeah. Please. Okay. Um, the intro, I think it deserves so much mention because the intro creates an entire vibe for the entire album. Um, introducing Bootsy Collins, introducing how they got their name, and just creating this um, environment for us right from the get-go. And the, this song, this particular uh, intro reminds me of something that I think Earth, Wind & Fire would have put together. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it feels it feels very big and grand and, like, many, 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 many pieces. Definitely grandiose, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does anybody have anything about all that? Just that this uh, is, um, like you said, it intros the whole album, but it's also... Um, something a very common thing that happened in 70s music um that first track is always kind of like a you know a little more formless kind of like like an overture almost yes. yeah like the um, drawing of the grand yes. grape you know yeah, yeah. yeah. and that portal in yes. i mean that was i feel like a big hallmark of all the sounds that they kind of delve into on this album um but especially soul and funk music Most which definitely. is what they focus on so now, in this intro, we are also introduced to Bootsy Collins. Give and it up. for those of us who don't know who Bootsy Collins are, uh, Bootsy Collins are, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry, Bootsy. Uh, Boots, Bootsy is many things. Bootsy Melissa. is many things. You are right. Um, but Bootsy is most famous for being a bassist for the Par Parliament Funkadelic, and he actually started with James Brown mm -hmm. um, and was mm -hmm. one of his backing band on on early in his career. Um, but there he's a he's considered one of his original yep. band members. Um, so that's, and he also worked with Fatboy Slim and Snoop Dogg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has collaborated, continues to collaborate with artists. Uh, he was in a Tyler the Creator Caliucci song um, yeah. just Better a few years both ago. Ways. Oh yeah, Before after the storm. He's only seventy. If you look him up, y'all, y'all just Google Boozy Collins if you haven't yet, because the uh, the outfits, the fits, y'all. Also look up his signature bass. Yes, <laughs> it's look at yeah, to see right, to see with your own eyes. Base. It's in the shape of a star. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's fancy. Oh. Fuck yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh. Yes, Bootsy Thanks. is a fashion icon. A fashion oh. icon. I can will never be that cool. It's fine. <laughs> it's absolutely okay. Um, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Brandon's having a moment. Okay. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Go no, on. you're totally fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, I Wait, also wanted to quickly mention uh, DeMille. DeMille. Is that how you say his name? Do you I know think that? So. Is it DeMille? I don't know for sure, to be well, honest. Well, I apologize, my man, if we just ruined your name, but DeMille. <clears throat> um, he's a producer and songwriter, and he actually uh, he was nominated for seven Grammys in 2020 and won for a collaboration he did with her oh. and also won an Academy Award the same year uh, for a song he wrote for Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh yeah, mm. I can. How, He's out here. How is it that 
no, I don't want to go off on a tangent here. But how is it that we have not talked about her at all on this show? I really like her in particular. Maybe I'm alone in that. <laughs> I have never uh, 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 taken a deep dive. I've maybe heard I feel a like song. I like every third song I've heard of hers. Really? Yeah. Like she's uh, on the fence for me. I just have no opinion. Hmm. I bet I'm ready for it. I, I, what, if you want to bring her? an album. Well, I don't have a particular <laughs> album that I have in mind, but you know, I'll think about it. <laughs> Put a pin in that. Put a pin in it. Put a pin on her. Okay. Stay tuned. Uh, great. So moving on to track number two, which is the uh, debut single, Leave the Door Open. Uh... <laughs> um, in particular, does anybody have any, any anything about the song? Because I kind of want to fly through this one since I oh. know it pretty well. But. Yeah, no, very popular. But I just remember like being absolutely stoked because I was like driving to work the first time I heard it on the radio. And I was like, oh, nice, Bruno Mars. And it's like, that's really nice. And then I was like, wait a second. I was like, that's not just Bruno Mars. It was very exciting to be like, oh, my God, that's right? also Anderson Park. Like, yes. Like I was like hyped. I was like, what? Um, yeah, no, that was, I think that's my biggest like thing is I was like, wow, this is very cool. Like how exciting. I feel like that's Anderson's biggest strength is that he just shows up with some random like superstar in the music world. Uh, <laughs> I, I the fucking Super Bowl, right? Right. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. He just came out with Super Bowl. That's amazing. My, uh, uh, uh Cody, my, my drummer, um, <laughs> Pitched the idea to uh, the guy that owns the music studio that I work at. Um, he pitched the idea to talk about all of the songs that were played in the Super Bowl halftime show and kind of like the historical context behind each of the songs and also like the people who were performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. I did not like that idea because, you know, it's it's black centric. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> It was interesting to watch him pitch that to the guy that owns the music store in uh, in Smithville. What a shame! Because what an honestly, what a good pitch. What a good pitch. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of a pitch, actually, I I really liked this this song as a debut to introduce who Silk Sonic was going to be, um, primarily because it introduced Anderson Pack in a light that a lot of us did not know him in as a singer as just a singer. Yeah. Like it took him out from behind the drums, behind the band and put him right out front, which we really have not seen a lot of if you've been watching or following Anderson pack. Yeah. No, but you know, he can sing, you know, he can cause you hear him do it. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's but, impressive enough to sing and play the drums. Right. Like yes. that, <laughs> to, to well, me, that's see, insane. That, that, that tiny desk is the first, like, experience i had of him really so like, i guess me too and that was yeah. that he does kind of sing in that one i mean he it's does. still not quite the same as this right but. i think this is just a different caliber it's like what what he did before and then what he does well what he what is presented in this is this is almost a polished version well he was singing does that like make sense? i feel like it's he's a presentation singing, yeah uh, presentation. i feel like he's singing hip-hop previously and he's singing soul music in this album yes. so it's very different style and also a marriage of those two things. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, fun fact, do you know who else was a drummer before she sang? Um, Karen Carpenter? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. 
Uh, actually, I want to talk about what's happening in that, like, in the beginning, that little, like, What's happening in the with the guitar there? Is that a guitar? That like noise? Hold on, I got yeah, it. play it. It's like the first few seconds. Yeah. You talking about like the trickle? Oh, what's the going light. on there? <laughs> no, the 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 trickle. The trickle. Isn't that a? Uh... You know the musical term, the trickle. I don't know. This is why I'm asking. Um, I think that is more than likely a synth playing that. Okay. It okay. could be a guitar. Um, it seems it's bootsy on the, on the, on doing something crazy on the, <laughs> it's possible. I, it's, it's hard to tell sometimes mm. to be honest. Well, if anyone knows, uh, please riddle me that. Um, I'm curious. Yeah. Also, uh, I really love when uh, Bruno Mars does, the, does this a lot. There's like some playful verbal abuse that happens. Oh, yeah. Um, the, I just like, oh, where is it at? Don't say that. Shut your trap. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I feel like he definitely effectively plays the role of like, <laughs> like Bruno Mars is like the handsome front man who's like singing the whole time and Anderson Pack's like the comic relief basically. Like even though he's not really like that funny right. in this, he's just like the guy that's smiling the whole time. It's Jet Joe Trap. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I think they take turns doing that because sure. Bruno Mars does that it's very really cheeky. well too. It's very cheeky. And like I think that is um you know, I think for me personally, uh, it is, it's, it's a lot of pop sugar. It's not the, the, the deepest album in the world, <laughs> but um, that's the point. Who cares? It's not, right, right, exactly. Is, it's not Listen, I, I think a thing that I noticed about this particular album is I think it was perfectly released because I think it was right. done at a time where they're like, the world, right. let's just put out something real fun for everybody to get into. Fun, yeah. And it is, it's very fun. It was a knockout album to listen through. Like, right. and everybody I've encountered is like, yeah, it's great. Like everybody likes it. And right. I think it's kind of something we collectively needed is like yeah. this nice. And like, they're both phenomenal performers. Like right. Bruno Mars is very entertaining and he's very talented. And the same for Anderson Pack. And they really do a great job of like, they play off of each other so well. And so yeah. like, it makes so much of the rest of the album. So charming. Yeah. That's not, it's not a critique on my part. Um, it's more so just, you know, they very much, like you said, they made, they made a, you know, entertaining experience. It's interesting that you said that though, because that was the whole reason they left particular songs off of this album. It's because they wanted yeah. to keep it light and right. they wanted okay. to keep it just happy and make sure everybody has Escaped something to have song. a good time to. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. yeah thanks thank you, guys. For God's sake. Lord have mercy. All right. Yeah. Y'all good to move on to, mm -hmm. to flat as me. Yes. yes. Flat as me. This is my favorite one, to be honest. This one got me, Colton. This song got me. Now, I, this I think is the, is a, so, I can't talk tonight, but I think this is a song that Anderson Pack shines on. Like, you can yeah. tell this, mm -hmm. this is a hymn song all day long. From the second that drum comes in, it's over. <laughs> like, this is an Anderson Pack beat. Yeah, it's um, the most uh, funk tied song on the album. Um, and, I think that where for me where this album really shines is all of the times where they're combining 
funk and soul music with hip hop and rap. Cause it's like, they're taking older music, newer music, and just getting this perfect fusion of, of, you know, really black culture, to be Absolutely. honest. So. Absolutely. Um, this song, you know what this song reminded me of immediately? Rose Royce. <laughs> yeah. Is it me? Yeah. Me? No, it's not no? just you. Car wash baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because I was here for it. <laughs> That's immediately where I went with that. Yeah. I played this song like I don't do songs on repeat. Like I don't go back and listen to it like a couple times in a row. But like this is one that I would like I would let it run through and I hit it and start over again and do it again mm-hmm. like a couple of times. This is I the repeat. I listen to it a couple of times every week still. Like yeah, admit it on my on demand really quickly. Yeah, it, but it's a, it's also it's the song I think on the album also that you could hear uh, a dude in his sixties banging and his son banging and mm-hmm. then maybe even his grandson banging and mm-hmm. they all be on the same vibe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever been with a player? No, they're in it. I think I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> they make it sound fun. Email us at get the letter in the number two of the group. Attention at of Genie. Attention Genie. Interested. Yes. What I love about the combination of the intro, leave the door open, and this song in tandem is that I feel like in those three three pieces, they effectively introduce the rest of the album. Like, this is what yeah. we're doing. For sure. Point blank period. Now let's move on. <laughs> like, it's very well done. Oh, that's the cadence is so fun i want i want i want so... to put on my skates and skate around oh yes exactly mm. uh who is that woman who does the tutorials online do you know oh. what i'm talking about yeah uh, it was like dirty uh, deborah harry I think. there you go yeah. dirty debbie of course that's exactly look her up that that's the type of song you skate to you learn to skate to Please go on. <laughs> Continue. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Um, like I said, oh. it's going to be a quick episode. <laughs> I spilled some water. Oh, no. Oh, no. Pause. Pause. We've spilled water. I see you spilled some water. It appears we have experienced some technical difficulties. Please stand by and please stay groovy. song ah after last night now listen I'm, I'm gonna say something this is my favorite song on the album let me tell y'all why <laughs> it's my favorite song on the album because I think it's the biggest throwback like mm-hmm. essential pure throwback mm-hmm. on the whole album Bootsy Collins in the beginning with the oh my god with the stutter, I don't usually stutter, but you did d- 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 do it to me. Like if y'all ain't melting your seat when that all happened, I don't know what y'all doing. I don't know who you fucking with, but here we are. <clears throat> anyway, yes, this is my favorite one because of the because of the talking because it's a it's a pure throwback. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like this one is just uh, and that's what you hire Bootsy for. That's <laughs> what you hire Bootsy for, so like, you can hear him talk over the track, baby. <laughs> different vibe very right distinct like, voice like, oh, it does. hey we're here and then can we talk, can we talk about the vocals on this particular piece because bruno bruno goes off on this album period 
But this song, and I think, is it Put a Smile? He just, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Le- he is in his vocal prime right now. You know, I, to be honest, I have not fully kept track of Bruno Mars in recent Ooh. years. I don't remember the last like big hit that he had before Silk Sonic. You just don't listen to enough. I just um, don't listen to I'm going to say it. you just don't listen to enough of like the you top. You the whole 24 oh, Karat no. Magic yeah. in no. the air? No, you know I don't listen to the top. Yeah, I know. Stuff. I know. But... Magic in the air. Yeah, well, okay. And this, this I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get flack for this. I have no issues with Bruno Mars. I love Bruno Mars. In fact, I think he writes great songs. I also tend not to listen to him because I feel like he does stuff like this where it's it's fun the whole mm-hmm. way through he doesn't mm-hmm. really like dig too much in, mm-hmm. under the surface and again there's nothing wrong with that it's just not my style i like a little bit more substance to it okay rather well, than just just a fun dancey album you like some substance. i, I do i, I do and that's that's album. no no shade being thrown mm-hmm. it's just uh just uh mm-hmm. my person mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> all right then <laughs> what was the name of his last single though I, what did you say it was did, that whole album was 24 karat magic yeah no I, mm-hmm. I didn't listen to any of that it it, I, <laughs> it was truly like it will be a little era in his career yeah. like yeah. It, it was it, it was it, well, a, a pop uh uh what well, i don't well, he What's did, he did 24 Karat Magic, and then he piggybacked. That was actually a Mark Ronson song, and he piggybacked off of that into um, into that. Uh, th- that's what I like, that album. What's that album called? Is it called That's What I Like? I like. Is that the album called? called? I, okay, that, I do know that, that song. Music. Okay. You know, I finally saw what Mark Ronson looks like. That's you not a, that's not all what I picture. No, he's just he a boring a, he ass is white a normal dude. Normal white guy. <laughs> he is the most normal white guy. And he's like, I saw this video because he was talking about like all these people he's worked with, and he was just so oh no, it's not called Twenty Four Karat Magic. It's yeah, called it's, twenty. The album's called Twenty Four Karat Magic. Right. Oh, and he did Uptown Funk. Okay. Well, yeah. Right. Like he yeah. did all that, and that led into that big album, okay. and then pandemic hit. Right, and then Silk Sonic came to be. I see. Silk Sonic was. The, the pandemic baby. Yeah, see, it's just it's just top forty stuff. I don't keep track of it, you know. That's okay. That's fun. Yeah, you've been. We're here to educate you. Uh, yeah. Well, just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, and like I said, I got I got all the respect for Bruno Mars. He writes good stuff, so it's catchy. It's it's well well written. It anyway. is well written, and you know his stuff's cheeky though. Like it may it not is. be deep, but it's <laughs> it's snatchy sometimes. Well, and you know, I the, am here for it. the the thing I always tie back to is, um, oh god, that song about uh, lazy song or whatever the fuck. Oh, it's one of the ones that made him way famous. back in like two thousand and nine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's whenever I think Bruno Mars, what I think of, and I know that he's capable of a lot more than that. But it's just kind of like you know that fun. You know, surface deep. Yeah. Just absolutely. fun stuff, you know? Yeah. And that's that's his specialty. He's that good at specialty. He's very good he, at it. He's a he great showman. He did, yes. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's also a romancer. Yes. He that's is. the one he thing I the, love about Bruno Mars. That's why I enjoy him so much. That man will shower you in diamonds. And he'll give you roses. <laughs> he will take you out on all of the trips. He does not care. He will spare no expense. Every time I'm like, <gasps> 
I'm pretty certain you're married, but damn. I feel like that's the <laughs> I feel like that's the danger of Bruno Mars though, because I feel like he does Charisma. give you all the, the the diamonds and all that stuff, but I feel mm. like he also would just drop you in a second. Oh, <laughs> you're right though. You are you need to have a security blanket. Keep your apartment, okay? No. <laughs> Turn those diamonds into a savings account. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Invest. Lord All Jesus. right. I didn't mean to derail us into this whole. <laughs> no. You are totally fine. Ye are totally fine. Ye. I just want to talk about the Ye. next song because it's probably maybe my second favorite because Fly As Me is my number one. But Okay. Well, real. Moving on. Then. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Did after have- last night, I feel like a thing that's worth noting though is Thundercat is credited yes. on that. Thundercat so Thundercat and Bootsy Collins, like two, two famous bass players, bassists, right? And they went to work mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. They went all the way to work. I feel like the only person missing from this is John Batiste, but. I don't know what he would have done on this album. He probably, you know what? They probably say, hey, you want to come play? And he came in and he said, mm. He came in, he laid down the most vicious piano track of all time. And it's gone. And, th- and they were like, we can't put this we on. We can't. That's, I'm sorry. That's not the vibe check. Um, would I also, but I, can I, real quick before we move yes, on from this yeah, song yeah. also. Um, I want to point out how much of a throwback it is yet the lyrics are not so much a yeah throwback at all. i think a little little, little dirty uh a little 2022 dirty um yeah. well, you know sticky thick pretty anderson pack is filthy most of anderson the time Pac is completely filthy um <laughs> not to say bruno mars doesn't have his own filth going on i mean on, they but. want that gushy gushy good girl they want some more <laughs> you know what i'm saying they really do um you don't want to do. They trying to see her again. <laughs> was that all you had to say? That's was the all lyrics? That's say. all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! And also, there's the sookie sookies now and then. Oh lord! Well, moving on now. Are you Colton? Mm. To, uh, the drama of this it's track. Truly, truly. All oh of it. So God. good. Yeah. Oh. Yes. I've been there. We've been what there smoking out the window. <laughs> what, what can I say about this song? It's so damn good. It is. It's, yeah. I feel like it's got the perf- the best mix of the three kind of like big styles of music that they're focusing on. Yeah. It's got like a little bit of the hip hop stuff, a little bit of the soul, a little bit of funk, you know? Yeah. Jeannie and I were just saying that. Uh, we're trying to determine what window is he smoking out of? Is he driving <laughs> around like out of his car, like parked somewhere? Is he like leaning out the window on the fire escape? Like, uh, I think it's that. That seems more pensive to me. I see. I imagine that it's. It's him doing it all the time throughout a bunch of different windows, uh, like like just constantly. Yeah, like the music video. Every time he sees a window, now, he's getting out of it. Tragic and painful. He's constantly. Just there, he's just sitting there, and like his like situation keeps changing, but he like just keeps he just like continues smoking. Smoking. So like he's just sitting there, and he's like sitting on a balcony out in of his window, misery, and in the car. Yeah. Oh, I think you just came up with the treatment for this video. Hit me up, guys. <laughs> Email us at getthewater and the number two of the group. There is a video. Yeah, I feel like there is There's one. There's a video. Oh, oh you yeah. have to watch it. Oh, I thought there was. Shit. No, I was just bullshit. Not to be dramatic, but I want to die. 
Bam. Flat on the floor. Disappears from the screen for a strong moment. And then when we finally pull back, it's on the carpet. He's on the carpet. Just dead still. It's great. It's you should watch it. It's I cackled when I saw it. (laughs) It's worth watching. Well done. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this. (laughs) I love this song. It's truly it's another one. one. They did a great job. This whole album, like I listened to it the day it came out. Like I remember it popped up and I was like, ah yeah, today's the day. But like this is another one that like before the album even came out, this did come out as a single. It did. Yeah, because um, it, you know what? I didn't know that it came out until I, I got on TikTok. Yeah. And it was like it was like viral and a sound and a whole transition thing before I even knew the song was out. It was bizarre. I was like, where the hell did this song come from? There it is. <laughs> the internet a few seconds ago. Yeah. But I wanna die. Yeah, it it just came out of nowhere. They didn't they didn't announce that they were like that, not that I'm aware of that they were like, we're dropping new singles. Not like it was just like out of nowhere, like here it is. I think I found it on Twitter and I was like, Oh yeah, it's time for a new one. <laughs> the whole the whole like marketing campaign around this album was just so Brilliantly I would put say together. Sneaky. It really was. They, they, they really did. They did a great job of much. slow releasing the songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had, each song like came out with enough time for it to gain like fast traction, peak, and then also get multiple multiple airplay before they moved on to the next one. It was pretty genius. Yeah, they really like man. It's like a putting on a class. They have been. Bruno knows how to write the hits. <laughs> Airwaves and have how been to in a chokehold with these boys. They also had the time to put all of it together perfectly. Yeah. Right. I mean, they came out here with a plan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The whole image is really solid, everything. The big, like, payoff for this, these, like, I don't necessarily want to call it a one-off because I don't think it's going to be a one-off. But, you know, these projects that big artists do that have a very distinct image, very distinct, like, thing that they're doing with it, I feel like they're almost always, part of why they're so, so successful is because it is such a strong like world that they've built around the music that they're developing. I yeah. agree. So I agree. I think this is a world that a lot of people have wanted to come back to for a long time though. Mm. It is. I, I did a lot of reading uh, on things in the lead up to this album. And one was, um, right, we're talking about it possibly being like maybe only a one-off, but Anderson Pack straight up was like, uh, he had some comment where he was like, it's like I've hit like a gold mine essentially working right. with Bruno Mars. He's like, it's, you know, like he, he has his level of fame, but I also think it goes back to like, he is much more popular or well-known in black music, not necessarily right. mainstream right. music. Right. Exactly. And this is him front and center. Now he is mainstream music. Like, right. He's been out here killing it for years, but this is him actually like, Hitting the rest of the scene. This the rest of the world's catching up to Anderson Pax. What's yeah, happening? Yeah. But essentially, for Eminem at the Super Bowl. Yes, <laughs> that's as mainstream as it gets. He, he took it down, but he made some like jokey post about how people were calling him Eminem's drummer. <laughs> Eminem's uh, drummer. And he, it was something like not well, bad for Eminem's even... drummer or something. <laughs> like that. That's funny. Um. Oh, but then another article that I read was some guy who went through because so much of it, like so much of what happens on this album reaches back to a lot of like soul and funk and stuff. And this guy was like, listen, let's talk about actually. I wish I'd remembered it because it was actually a really, I'll I'll try to find it and send it to you. But it, it was like one where he went through and talked about like all of the roots of these music and like what he technically the style that he thought that this more fit into. Cause he was like, this is not the soul revival we've been waiting for, right. which I'm not 
educated enough to be the one to make that assumption, but no, it was I don't a good article to read. No, I don't think that's but what it's going for. This is a this is like a like a mid seventies funk revival. Mm-hmm. This is like a like when things were trying to be fun and happy again, mm-hmm. post war, post you know, the beginning of the flower movement, moving out of segregation, moving out of the civil rights movement, and things were a little bit happier and people were trying to be happier. Mm-hmm. That's what this kind of rings back to. Hold on. Is that era in I'd almost say like like mid to late seventies is what it pulls more on. That's what I was just saying. Well, yeah, no, I know. What did I, <laughs> what did I just say? You just said it. Didn't I just say that? I Didn't know. I just say that? What did I just say? I know you. <laughs> you said post war. You didn't give a specific time frame. I said mid to late seventies, and I was like I post, like post it. Vietnam War, like yeah. post. I guess Vietnam I missed the mid to late seventies. Right, that would be like mid to late seventies when things it. were calming down a little bit. Sir, listen it. to me. Girl, you car. talk fast sometimes. It's hard well, to. <laughs> you know me for long enough. You bye. Backtracking. Excuses. Excuses. Okay, people. <laughs> where are you going with your comment, though? Where well, are you? Where are you going with it? I was just it? trying to elaborate on the idea. Then I got shit on by my three co-hosts. So oh. let's move on. No, I'm sorry, Colton. Please. I had <laughs> nothing to say. It's fine. Move on. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. Move on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, are we good on that song, or would you like to talk about it more? No, I I didn't have anything to add. Oh, smoking out the window, smoking out the window of the benzo. Of the benzo. The core. The core. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, okay. Regardless, we can, we can move on to put on a smile. Put on a smile. Put on a smile. Um, I. Take I, it from your Uncle Bootsy. I am not going so far as to say this is one of my least favorite on the album. Oh, no, I hardcore agree with that. Yeah, like I don't <laughs> mind it. Like when it comes on, I leave it on. Sure. But I'm not like, I don't tune into it. It's the closest thing to like not notable on the album. Yeah, like it, it, it does kind of slip by you. Kind of cheesy. It's kind of a bit. Okay, so like. Y'all, this is a very weird reference. God, I'm in a I'm in a corner and ever I have, I have chords and I'm trying not to hit the chords and Jeff, help me. Okay, <laughs> calling out to the ether, Jeff. So, uh, so this th- I remember when I was growing up, we had all these uh, albums like the Four Tops albums and Temptations albums, and they all had like Spinners albums. All the songs were like bangers right and then they had like the one there was one song on it that was the begging song that was like oh what was it there was one oh shit oh i'm not gonna remember this reference at all damn it mm, anyway the four tops had one in particular where they were just and it's a woman's name begging so you mean like begging like begging yeah like, oh. the, like this is the like wailing you yeah, know yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm crying please in take the rain. me back yes yes exactly this is i feel like <laughs> i feel like it's truly authentic that they had one and this is the one on true. this album this is That's the true. begging song this is the like <laughs> put I mean, come on now, like when you're in deep unrequited love. Like you know, there's gonna be like a soft, soft rain effect in, yeah, the, huh? in mm. the in the background of the music video. Yeah. They it's might even have their jacket like. Perhaps that's a little bit more nineties. No, their tie is gonna be undone a little bit. So okay. their tie is gonna be undone a little bit. The cigarette's gonna be like it's gonna be wet. Yeah. 
<laughs> they won't be able to light. Like, bar- like they won't barely be able to light a cigarette. To yeah, list. exactly, exactly. That's what's happening. And then they're going to go into the bar buying shots for everybody, and it's going to be like some speakeasy. <laughs> <laughs> No idea what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, cool, whatever. So let's move on. Uh, no, move on. Did anybody have anything else to say on the one? Uh, no. I you know I don't think I've ever heard the term begging song, but like it 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 like it's like puts a face to a name though. or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it really. Yeah. So it's like some high pitched falsetto stuff going. Right. On. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. Frankie Baby Valley has something. One of his songs falls into you that can category. Blame it all on me. <laughs> See, I think always the miserable person. I think the white person. boy equivalent is like um, uh, "Put Your Head on My Shoulder" or from Pep's "Put Your Head on My Shoulder." <laughs> yeah, that song, man, that's a whiny song. <laughs> There's a lot of whiny songs on a lot of these albums. <laughs> There's there is a song uh, on one of the Jackie Wilson albums. Actually. Jackie Wilson's like the king of that. Though. The king, but there is one in particular. In particular. In particular. In particular. In particular, where half the song he's just going. Address. <laughs> it's. I mean, he is crying through that whole song, and I mean, I have to say, there is an element of performance mastery that comes into that, though, and. And vocal mastery. Like, it's not easy to just wail on some of these songs. And they're wailing. It's the sad boy equivalent of whenever James Brown would, like, collapse on stage and they put the cape on him. And then, like, <laughs> throw the it. cape off. Yes. It's like, no, I got more. Oh, he, okay. The Four Tops one I was thinking about was that, is that song, Reach Out, I'll Be There. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's some crying going on. Reach out for me. <laughs> like, it is... The Megan song on the album. It drives me crazy every time I listen to it. Anyway, all right, great. Moving on. <laughs> um, although might be a Megan song, y'all, but it's really well done and the vocals are great. So that is that on that. So what is it? Seven seven seven. Let's go. I also love this one. Also, congrats to the two boys because they are kicking off a Vegas residency too. So, yeah. oh, perfect. They are kicking off its Vegas residency, and those packages are if someone really loves me. I mean, loves me. Okay, they're like twenty five hundred dollars for oh, two yeah. people. Oh, yeah. Like they're not. This is not just a concert. Like you have to do the this whole like package and like yeah. stay at the hotel yeah. and like the whole nine yards. Patton Oswalt's talked about how um, he got offered some Vegas Vegas residency. And it was like the most like stupidly obscene amount of money that's ever been offered that like he, he ended up turning it down. But basically, like if he said the number to his audience that they would all be like, you're a psychopath for not taking that job. So I can imagine what those packages are priced. Oh, at. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, they can't pay for sure. But I also think it's a smart thing to do to go straight into Vegas with this kind of act oh, yeah. in mm-hmm. particular. Like this, because you can present it as a it's a show. It is a it would be a great Vegas show. What's crazy about this to me is that I don't, I I have a hard time imagining anybody else trying to pull this sort of thing off without it coming off as niche and cliche. Yeah, 
Like, I think these are just the two perfect people who found each other with the right talents and the right collaboration and have created something absolutely magical. I don't think that they could have done it on their own. No, Without any other person. Mm -mm. Because Bruno Mars has tried. Like, I mean, since what 24 Karat was, that was all essentially like throw up, throw up, throw back, doo-wop songs. Right. Like, that whole album was that. So he's been trying to get there. So I, well, do you remember that Grammys performance? Yes, I do. The one it's like a, in black and white in or black something. And, it was like the first time Bruno Mars came out in this like retro. Yeah. We're doing a thing. Listen, I feel like I'm already <laughs> far enough away. I know, but <laughs> I'm just hearing like. Where's the chapstick? The sock on your, your mic, but. Continue. Anyway, so <laughs> he did that Grammys performance where he did the whole thing in black and white, and he was in a three-piece suit with the whole, hmm. you know, Jackie Wilson thing, and did a whole performance. It was might, might have been the first time that I had seen him dance hmm. and like put on an actual performance because he was doing the, you know, um, the what is it called? Just the way you are. He's doing all that bullshit with the with the fedora right. at the time. You know, what I'm saying he was looking like he was from Hawaii and shit. And there was like it, it was dramatic too. It was dramatic. Was it we the Grammy Awards? A couch. <laughs> we were we were watching this. We'd never seen it. We crawled a fucking couch because we were like our minds were blown because it came out of left field. For what he'd been doing, it came out of totally left field. Um, but from then on, he's been trying to bring it back into this throwback realm for a long time. I find it interesting because you know we've talked about um, on. For instance, like Tyler, the creator's album, how he's like kind of dipping in and out of like older styles of of black music, like soul music, funk, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that revival has been happening for, you know, at least five, six years, if not longer than that. I agree. Um, so it's interesting to see. I, and that's that's I feel like maybe my um, if I really had to go out of my way to make like a, a a negative comment on this album, which I, I am going out of my way. Um, well, don't. It doesn't really do anything that we haven't heard before. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are all extremely familiar sounds, which is, again, it's not the purpose. This is not like a progressive soul album. It's just a fun thing that these two artists did. So like, Two huge talents getting together to yes. make a fun experience. Yes, yes. exactly. I, I also wonder, though, and maybe I'm overthinking this, so you can tell me if I am. But I also wonder, okay, so we've got all all these artists trying to kind of do a vibe. Right. Let's mm-hmm. say it's a vibe. Um, and then these two, well, one massive artist who brings along an almost massive artist. Right. <laughs> and they just hit the right nope. vibe. Right. And they have the right notoriety, the right money behind them to make it out, to get it mainstream. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm wondering whether there's going to be a lot of follow to that. So, like, are are other artists who are in the same vibe check, are they going to experience a little bit more success are they going to experience a little bit more demand are they going to be more of a market to find the lane a little bit easier now that this is out there and people are really listening to it and looking for it i wonder if that's going to kind of elevate i suppose that's why the artists underneath them i suppose that's why i pose the question of whether this is a one-off thing for them Mm -hmm. at the beginning because i 
don't foresee personally i don't foresee this becoming like a bunch of new artists are going to emulate silk sonic no 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 because it's just too um well it's nothing new that maybe that's why because it's already stuff we've heard before but i don't as far as like some of those other artists that are doing it, you know, I guess I don't think really Tyler is still doing that particular style because I feel like he's changed a little bit since that time. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that it'll help the smaller people as much, but I'd be curious to see. I think it'll open up. I mean, if people see like what a success this is and they're like, yeah, let's build off more of that. I think I could see it being a good opening because people we ultimately live in a society that wants to make money. And if they're like, yeah, we can, we can make some money. This is a trend we can follow the same way with like, I mean, a lot of musical trends, you know? Yeah. I think the coolest thing that might come out of it is we'll see people who use a lot of those elements, but like shape shift them more, which is ultimately what music is always going to do because that's always what it has done. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We might not get a whole lot of acts exactly like this, but I bet we can see more people who will be popping up who will be at least putting in some more like fun and funky stuff for people to play with. And like sure. it is, I mean, you know, like I think, hmm, I don't know. We'll see. I was going to say it's fun. It's dancey. Like people love mm-hmm. doing that. People want to be doing that. I think, um, I suppose when I when I bring up Tyler, the creator, he uses it in an entirely different way. Oh, yeah. No, he does. He yeah, he he I think was someone who like did a good job morphing and like plugging it in in weird ways. Mm -hmm. He does. He samples a lot. He samples and also like, you know, if you if we take everyone uh, samples a lot, though, that's the thing. But that's another thing, though. Like we take Tyler. Tyler. Okay, so let's just say like throw on Apple Music. Sorry. Sorry. Apple Music. (laughs) Apple Music. What are we saying today? Apple Music. Regardless, <laughs> Apple Music. Look at Brandon's face. Jeff, just erase all of that. <laughs> Apple Music. What were you saying? So if we go to Apple Music on like just a random, you know, like I go on the Silk Sonic album and then it, it morphs into a playlist, right? I've right. noticed when I'm on my particular streaming platform um, that it... <laughs> that the the artists that I'm getting are a lot of artists I have not gotten that are of mm-hmm. the same lane. And it's like, these are newer artists that I have never heard of and they've never ended up on any of my other playlists. And so I'm wondering, like, is that, that's what I mean by, is it going to bring these these artists kind of more? That's a loaded question in its own thing because the way that Spotify's discovery system works is kind of part of the problem. Basically, you have to have connections and money to get onto these big playlists. Right. So, like, I don't know. But it's not like the Bruno Mars playlist. Like, it just no, no, moves no, 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 like, no. I know. You know like, it just starts playing stuff. On, that's, whatever. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm saying. In the same wherever vein. I started, which is usually not there, but yeah, and that's a whole that's a whole separate discussion. But yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yes. because it's like you know Tyler the Creator. You're gonna get things more Tyler right, the Creator right, lane right. on that playlist versus like this is like I like I've literally discovered three or four artists I've never heard of through this album. Just it's going it's an that. interesting so uh, uh, conjecture. Yeah. I just wonder how that's going to work. Yeah, how it'll play in, yeah. into the, from the mainstream into mm-hmm. the. And how, and you know what, I'm also interested to see how they're going to support that. I. <laughs> from, I with Anderson Pack being a, a smaller artist, really, like yeah. he's, he's, he's kind of the bridge between Bruno's big 
industry-ness. I think it really depends on whether they do this another Silk Sonic album mm-hmm. or not because mm-hmm. it's really um, it is so niche that I feel like it's going to uh, my personal thoughts are it's such a niche thing it's such a, a unique borrowed sound that it would be difficult to do something again in the same vein I would be interested to know also if this album's made up of the most uh of of the songs that fit the niche the most right, that they have, right. you know what I mean? Like I wonder if they were like, let's set a particular vibe and then right. we will flourish from there. What's and go, the rest like, of the I, catalog? I'm hoping look that's like. the case. That, d- like, yeah, and I think that's probably ideally what it will be. Um, it's just like I also said with record labels and stuff like that too. It could also that could impede them working together. Right. But you know they got this pushed out, so it's not improbable that they could mm-hmm. do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be curious to see. I feel like it'll be probably quite some time before we get another one, but yeah, I think it's going to be a minute because they're both going to do Silk Sonic, and then there's going to be like three Bruno Mars albums and like right, three more right, Anderson right, Pockets. So, right. Yeah. But then the reunion will be that much sweeter. Mm, Maybe so. Maybe so. It's going to be great. I mean, if we're talking about people who uh, are planning out, you know, their marketing. That's true. Yeah, y'all, because I have never set an alarm for an album to come out except for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I have never. Because you know they were just going to. My phone went off and I said, it's on, it's here. <laughs> All right. We we have completely. Did we, we have, talk about 777? No. We, <laughs> we, we started to. Res- yeah, we, we got, did. We did cover dang. the Vegas residency real quick. Yeah, yeah. And we got like. Pertinent to the song and it <laughs> this seems. Is true. This is true. This is the banger, I think, on this album. This one is a great one. And yeah. I like where it's tucked at in the album. Because, I mean, it Almost does right follow up end. behind. Put on a smile, oh, yeah. yeah. Which is like you kind of need that, <laughs> but then yeah. it it's he a hoot. His heartbroken, and then he said, "Let's get fucked. We're up. going to Vegas, let's <laughs> the boys. Let's go to the let's clubs. Go all the money. Well, and you also you get that two one two punch of seven seven seven, and then skate is right after it. Mm. Right after that, because you know he won at the club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and skate. I always felt like after seven seven seven, skate is like the the come down track from seven seven seven. It's still a vibe, but it's a little more laid back. No, 777 is what happened on Friday and Saturday night, and Skate is Sunday Cookout. It is. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to put it. Mm-hmm. That's the way to put it. Where, where you were trying to figure out where the last 48 hours went. Oh, I'm... Potato salad, we can cut that out. <laughs> but you said cookout, and my mind wandered. <laughs> anyway, uh... Yeah, the the lyrics on this one are some of my favorites on the album because they're just, they're a little bit snappy. Seven seven seven. Yes, and it's a little bit a little bit snarky. It's, a, it's the only one that got that e on it on Spotify. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, explicit. yeah. Oh, really? Mm, yeah. Explicit content. Explicit. Uh, one of my favorite favorite ones is when he's like, the, but the man in the mirror is saying, "Go on, get your paper." <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he is. That's me. That's me. It's me in the mirror. I told him I feel. No, this one's really good. I absolutely went to Vegas uh, in January and um, listened to this all the way through <laughs> the airport and coming off of the plane. Oh, my God. You had yourself a montage. And then, and then didn't gamble at all. What? <laughs> Not one time. I think I stepped one toe on a on a casino floor all weekend. I, I said, "Ming, 
Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is that, do you want to say something else? No. Anybody else want to say something else? It just got quiet mm-hmm. for a second. I felt we needed to move on. <laughs> you want to say something else, Colton? Oh, no. Let's move on to skate. Let's skate. Let's skate. This was this was the the Are single that that got me. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Why? Tell me about that. Um, I, uh, <laughs> what's leave the door open? Is that the that's the lead one? Um, I dug the vibes that they were going with, but I, from the moment I heard this, I knew, or when I heard uh, leave the door open, I knew that they were going to tap into funk music, mm-hmm. and I was really like waiting for that and then i got a little bit more of it with skate right 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 but i didn't really get the full taste of the funk until fly as me <laughs> they saved that they did they saved that one for the album because i was like why was this not released first well because like, <laughs> i feel that they did a fantastic job that they like they hit funk they mm-hmm. hit soul music they hit all this stuff and they managed to just barely skate <laughs> by disco music they really mm-hmm. don't have disco they on don't this have album. Disco on here no, at all. it's uh-huh. like it's like this a little close. flirtatious. Yes, but this they is never... probably the closest. We like, get yes, across the bar at the disco. They're like, you're next. This is the closest. They managed to get this close to disco music and not fully go play disco music. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. This song reminds me of um, that damn song. Oh shoot! Hold on. I'm gonna look it up because it deserves to be mentioned. Uh, correctly. Sorry about the tap tap. Yo, put your microphone next to ASMR. Mm, mm-hmm. This is our ASMR segment. Oh, that song, uh, Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel oh, by Tavares. God. Heaven dun, 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 dun. Oh. must be missing an angel. Dun, dun, dun. Missing my <laughs> angel child because you're here with me. This is a floofy song. This is a super floofy song. Skate, you're talking about? Yeah, it's a floof song. It is a floof song. It's the floofiest of the the floof. (laughs) It's the floofiest of the floof floof songs. But it's good. And it makes you want to shake your little Mm ass. Or big Mm -hmm. ass. Whichever one of you got. Lil. You are perfectly perfect for you, ass, is what it makes you want to shake. Wow. And you should. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I might. Mm-hmm. Skate on over. <laughs> eyebrows, Skate eyebrows. Skate to me, baby. I want to get to know you. I really wish that there was just the slightest bit more of like Curtis Mayfield stuff going on in this album. I hear, I hear you. I hear but that. But it's okay, because they had so much ground they had to cover, they couldn't cover it all. They really did. I mean, the album's only nine songs right, long. Right, yeah. That it's a short album. Wonder it if they, so, if, I don't know. I just think, I just think they have more. I think they have it's an impressively give. short album. I think they have more to give. Also, old albums were not long, so I'm curious to know like, if they're trying to keep it Whoa. legit, because they also, you know, they they ended up recording in um, Memphis's, what's the Tootsie Studio? Uh, what's the studio? Sorry, my hair's on the mic. No, that's terrible. Um, I wrote it down. Memphis's Royal Studios where Al Green recorded. Huh. Oh. And um, they used, uh, for strings and arrangements, they used the Larry Gold from Mother, Foster, Father, Sister, Brother. Hmm. Um, and they, like, apparently went around and 
dug deep and found all like the original instruments that some of these funk bands used on these albums oh. and used them on this one. Like they were, they took some time to try to make this as legit as possible. I appreciate that. That I was a thing that I was kind of curious about, like, because it is a cool project for them, but I also feel right. like it's one they put a lot of effort into and yeah. that would be like to scrounge up all of those things and piece everything yeah. together. Definitely a labor of love. Which yes, then makes me sure. still wonder. I don't, I, I can't believe this is, would be it. Well, and I will say too, I feel that these songs are, um, some of them are a little on the longer side for these particular two, especially Bruno Mars. His songs are almost always a perfect three and a half minute. Poppy, poppy, radio, right, easy right. edit. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. These are not easy radio edits. These are. <laughs> well, people people going to be mad if you cut these songs yeah, down a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you take away the fact that it's like two like pretty big superstars and that it's, you know, impeccable instrument playing and all this kind of stuff. The production work on this album is, is really what made it all work. Brilliant. Because not only did these songs sound like the time that they're trying to emulate, but the production work made it sound like the time they're trying to emulate. Mm-hmm. I, that's kind of what this album feels like was a celebration of production mm-hmm. in kind of all yes. aspects it's like dense. there's the, a lot of stuff going on yeah. production wise in yeah. this album a lot of instruments that they're trying to fit into their own little pockets all like mixing in some of the like synths and more modern stuff that they're using i think one of the most um the best one of the best examples of that actually was in after last night at the end mm-hmm. like that huge mm-hmm. build into that uh that I don't, I don't even know how to describe it because I'm that tired, y'all. But the build at the, at the end, you yeah, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's got that about? really long, sustained... Yes, and then and adding the layers and the layers yeah. and the layers. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that was so real and perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was a really good example of that. No, they do a great job with production work. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty damn flawless. Oh, my God. <laughs> when you got Bruno Mars money, yeah. you know. What's that? Not like Anderson doesn't have his own money too. <laughs> okay, there's Anderson Pack money where he goes, Bruno I would Mars like money. this, and they go, maybe. And then there's Bruno Mars who says, I would like this, and they still how many? Okay, so that's something I'm not saying anything less or any less better. I'm just saying <laughs> to, the money goes forever. To borrow a phrase, no shade. He still got that BOB money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's do the last track. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Let's blast off. Yes. Into the universe. What a great way, too, to close the album. What a great way to close the album. Because it is a suggestion of a blast off. This is the launching, and this is the conclusion of the launching. However, there's a whole universe to explore. They don't know where they're going. Also, I want to smoke everything to this. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's a really great soundtrack God. for a good time. This is one of those albums that, like, you think to yourself, like, if this came out in, you know, 77, how pe- how would people have lost their minds? Would they have oh. lost their minds? To lost their... This was the most Earth, Wind, and Fire song on the whole album. <laughs> this was straight out of our, uh, Denver, Colorado uh, all day. Like... <laughs> This was, yes. I wanted so many more horns and so I wanted it to be bigger. I wanted the song to be bigger. That was my only complaint about the song is I wanted it to be even bigger. Mm. I wanted it to be huge. 
I want an orchestra behind them. It, yeah, it's it's kind of asking for it. It's pretty epic. Especially when we're in the can we take it higher? Like I wanted like just voice I wanted a wall of voices to come at me. Like I wanted a a a gospel choir of voices to come at me going higher. We're taking it higher. And I I think it's I, I thought it was a perfect way to end the album. And I thought it was a good send off for Bootsy. Like I, everything yeah. Bootsy was on on this was so smart and perfectly done. I, I think that's what what are people gonna do when they don't have someone do voiceovers in their music for them anymore? We will always have someone. <laughs> not Bootsy. We may not have Bootsy. But no one can be Bootsy. No, no one, one can, can ever be, be Bootsy. That's right. I feel like his whole job nowadays is just these these young folks calling him and be like, I need you to say five words on this track that I'm releasing. I need you to make this sexy. I need, you know you what's to, really... I need you to hit like 25,000 people that we would not have hit if you right. were not on this track. You know what's great is that he probably, they probably do, they probably say, hey, we really just need you to say this <laughs> phrase, right? You and got he it, comes baby. in and he revamps the whole fucking album and then they have to credit him on all of it all of a sudden. That's probably what happens every time. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll come in and say your little blurb. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You got to look both ways before you cross my <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> the best one. All right, then. Um, we uh, levitating up in this room. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> that nonsense. As we're flying, stars are multiplying, Colton. Well, that's the show. As you've everybody. gone on this journey with me, thank you for going on this journey with me through yes. uh, this debut album that I'm I'm intensely excited about, and I hope we see more of these two uh, individually too. and together. Um, and we wish them all the best of luck and all the all the. I was gonna say Grammy Awards, but they can they, they can, can have if you want them, Boo Boo, you get them. Want. But you know, you know what would be better if you. Uh, didn't get nominated for a Grammy so that we could nominate you for an anti-Grammy. So that we can <laughs> mail you an anti-Grammy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Be recognized by the people who really matter. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Just us, y'all. <laughs> us and our 13 listeners. We got to have more than 13 at this point, right? It's, it's just Ben we and we his probably, many cell phones. We probably <laughs> lost... <laughs> He's got multiple <laughs> burner accounts. We probably lost some from uh, dropping uh, Spotify. <laughs> so. Actually, no, we me. had one listener on Spotify. Really? Was it me? Maybe. I think we, well, we oh lost God, Melissa. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> it was really no great loss. Bye. <laughs> Not you, Spotify. <laughs> I've been insulting Melissa up and down today. Like, Which holy shit. really shitty. Not, not, you just, wanted the rest of us to host when we were doing <laughs> You don't have to be a jealous bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Wait your turn. I made you if and I, I could. <laughs> if I were hosting, uh, I would have done that much differently. <laughs> I suppose it was okay, but <laughs> if I were doing it this way. <laughs> Melissa. We've been on a fucking journey today, y'all. Thank you very much for going on it with me. Yes. Thank you for being in this evening with us and Silk Sonics. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on, though. Uh, Honorable mention that I think deserves all of the mention because you can't find fucking anything about these people anywhere online, anywhere, is the uh, background singer and trombone player for Bruno Mars. Wait a night, man. (laughs) Hold on. Wait a night. Why do you look like a cat that's just spotted a bird? (laughs) (laughs) 
camera. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, everybody. <laughs> We're going to be respectful. His name is Cameron Wallum. That's the, he does both? He's a trombone player and, the, and one of the background singers. So he's one oh. of those ones who's doing all the stuff behind them. You cannot find their names anywhere, y'all. Uh, that's I a deep dive trying his name. See, that's the thing about Bruno Mars. It's not just Bruno Mars. It's Bruno Mars and his entourage. They're it's like everybody. members. They're like band members. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack on everything. Like, yeah. hold on, now that well, all these people on stage, do where we, are they going? Do we know? Because Anderson Pack usually has the the free nationals. Okay, but these are not the free nationals. It's not them. No, the dudes who are behind them on stage are the guys who've been behind Bruno for uh, a few years. Anderson Pack's got so many little groups too. Yeah, he's got a lot going right, on. Yes. Some no I worries. Think, I think the free is it the free nationals? Yeah, that? he's got that's free right. nationals. I think that's like the group that he came up with. Yes, uh, and then that's who was with him at that tiny desk. Yes, kind, yeah. that's kind of his like bass band. I think. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. His okay. peoples. All right, all right, all right. All right. Anyway, I just had to mention him because I feel like he deserves honorable mention because they've been killing at these awards assemblies. They've been assemblies. Oh well, the award <laughs> these awards assemblies. We meet the group. <laughs> all right, the gymnatorium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> award shows and at all these performances, okay? They've been murdering it and they deserve some honorable mention <laughs> and somebody needs to put their names on some shit, okay? Could you, could you, Let us know who they are. Could you imagine a TV event that's like in the gym of a high school and it's like all these A-list celebrities like the host is just sitting on to the bleachers. saddle everybody down. <laughs> I haven't said the word assembly in so long. <laughs> Where does that even come from? They call Fire up the pet band. They call her up the oh, word. no! <laughs> Bruno Mars like Not walks the across band. the basketball court to get. <laughs> They're played off by the pet band. They've been speaking too long. Uh, oh no! Grammys 2023, like everybody. <laughs> oh, 2023. All right, we're done, y'all. We did it. We did the album. It's over. We've said this 45 times now. Right. I appreciate oh. y'all. I do. I do want to say though um, that part of why uh, our wackiness has been. <laughs> amplified today is because we celebrated our lovely Brandon Jensen's birthday <laughs> last night. Yeah. He's turning a number that I'm not going to say aloud on a microphone. He's turning 30. It's 30. Uh, he, uh, Colton is having an existential crisis because he <laughs> is next in line to turn am, 30. And he he is, I think, afraid a little bit. He's scared. I'm a little scared. I'll be all right. I'm a little scared. You'll be okay. It's going to hurt. Okay. Oh no! It already—it <laughs> already hurts. I was just saying, my shoulder started doing this popping thing that it hasn't oh, done no. before. Oh, now you're ancient, yeah. Yeah, it's uh-huh. decrepit. You've fallen apart. The, the cartilage the is breaking down. The you're cartilage. the crypt creeper over there. You better start enjoying some collagen. Is what you need to do to build that oh, back up. God, Shelby said those exact words to me. Well, there you go. Now you've had two women in your life who've recommended it to you. Great. Hey, Colton. Maybe it's worth taking Jesus. advice. You should try some collagen. <laughs> That's three. You know what? All I ever see of her collagen is well, no, I guess it's not collagen. She does that fucking um, peptides crat, she puts and crat, all kinds of stuff. Tea stuff sometimes. Mm. Makes that kratom tea has got this nasty ass residue that it leaves in the cup, like because it's a powder, right? Mm-mm, not about it. All right. <laughs> she can hear it on this podcast if she still listens to it. <laughs> Well, all right, then. I think it's time to go. <laughs> um, next time, uh, Jeannie will be uh, hosting us as we go through what? What are we listening to next? You know, I, I think I do. Oh, man. I'm not even sure how I want to talk about it. But I did want to cover um, the Yaya Yaz Fever to Tell. Ooh. 
So, okay, I'm glad there's enthusiasm. I don't fully know what my po- like talking points will be for it, but um, I'm excited for us. So Me that's what too. I we've got up on the yeah 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 yes fever to tell. I think 2003 is when that came out. Yeah, we're gonna talk about one of the most signature female led. Yeah, right. Miss Karen. O. I'm very excited. I feel like I've heard a lot of yeah yeah yes and Karen O and all the Karen O things that she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know like. A whole lot. Yeah, don't know yeah. the facts. We'll yeah. get you some facts. I'm ready to be educated. Lady, that one for I sure. Okay, great. Um, sure. Should we say bye? We yeah, I guess we'll yeah, say, I think goodbye. It's time to say goodbye for the sixth time. All right, goodbye. Okay. Uh, Disaster struck. I'm so you sorry. Let's put the skates away. You know what? I don't even have to worry anymore because it's not my problem. Uh-uh. <laughs> Jeff, I'm going to buy you a nice fruit basket or something. Mm. Oh, oh, Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Oh, thank you. Thank you for taking over for me. <laughs> Jeff is saying, I hate all of you. <laughs> he sent me He sent me a screenshot or uh, a picture of his computer after he finished the Rent episode. <laughs> oh, shit. No. It's just this huge, huge wall of like chopped up like <laughs> pieces of I apologize to the world for that episode. <laughs> Nobody needed it. Nobody deserved it. <laughs> he goes, and you this Ben guy is mostly just laughing the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah. Suck there. it, Ben. <laughs> <a> studio audience. <laughs> Ugh. <sighs>